A lot has changed in a very short period of time with COVID-19. One of the massive changes is the sudden shift away from our physical offices. And in abandoning our offices and buildings, we've also abandoned our IT infrastructure and security. This poses a very serious threat for your company. Stay tuned for this episode of Coping with COVID-19, where we focus on cybersecurity and what it means for you. This is a bonus episode of Coping with COVID-19 podcast in support of our sponsor, Bright Sky, an Ottawa-based company offering the ultimate in cloud and cybersecurity for Canadian businesses. To check them out, please visit brightsky.ca. Hello and welcome to Ottawa Business Journal's coverage of COVID-19. My name is Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. In this episode, we're talking about a critical issue for business, and I suspect it's an issue that is very confusing for a lot of business owners and managers. Uh, because it's complicated and there is an ever-evolving risk associated with this. Uh, for that reason, I think it's an issue that often gets ignored, uh, but you do so at your own peril. I'm talking about cybersecurity. So let's talk with our guests now. Please welcome Devin Sompi, the Director of Information Security at Bright Sky Technologies. Hey, Devin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, good, good. I'm I'm really uh, eager to have you on board. I think this is a super topical issue and one that often is uh, is getting ignored these days. So I'm I'm really happy that uh, we're going to dig into this. So um, as I indicated, these are really unprecedented uh, times, Devin. Um, if you think about it, hundreds of thousands of people in our city have basically abandoned their offices. They've gone from you know something that's a very well laid out. Uh, IT security systems and security to working from home. So I, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, what sort of risks does that bring up when we have people just in the in almost the blink of an eye move from an office environment to a home environment? Yeah, it, it's really quite unprecedented times to have essentially your perimeter, what you consider to be your you know safety net, extended into in some instances um, thousands of homes. Uh, how do you trust that? How do you how do you uh, you know take a handle on that? And it's uh, it's really kind of breaks down into three individual uh, you know I call them pillars of of remote security. Um, the first one is remote access. So how are you guaranteeing individuals access to be able to do what they need to do? Uh, how do you trust that? How do you you know make sure that you are doing everything in your power to to enable your your staff to succeed? while still being secure. Um, the next one is kind of protecting data. Um, so who's accessing your data? Uh, how are you guaranteeing that the individual who's accessing it is who they say they are? And that ties back into you know, the remote access portion. And then the last one is really that, that availability and that in, you know, integrity of data. So how are you making it available? Does it have to be available all the time? A great example of that would be um, around I'm going to call them the financial department. So if you have a finance team within your organization, they deal with such sensitive information. How do you guarantee that it's available to somebody and you're, you're able to protect it appropriately? It can't just be, you know, an Excel spreadsheet that lives in Dropbox. Uh, you know, there has to be some level of control around it and making sure that you are protecting your 
crown jewels for that instance. Um, it can kind of be done through, you know, maintaining remote access tools such as, uh, you know, RDP sessions or, or even, you know, having VPN sessions into your infrastructure uh, to maintain that individuals who are accessing it are who they say they are um, by layering those different levels of security on top of that remote access, you're able to protect your data, maintain availability, and, and make sure that you're really uh, keeping the integrity of that, of that data. So Devin, um, uh, I'm a small business owner based here in Ottawa. Um, we have a little bit of IT support, but I keep an eye on some of these uh, IT issues and, and security issues. Um, already in this brief period of time working from home, I've noticed something in our small company I've noticed a ridiculous increase in phishing emails. Uh, we've had some um, uh, other type of IT issues. I even noticed someone that created a fake LinkedIn profile saying they work for our company. So certainly from my small perspective, uh, there seems to be a bunch of bad actors at work out there. But tell me, you, you're the expert here. So what are you seeing on your side that in fact there's an increased level of threats out there? Yeah, there there really is. Um, these these bad actors, these threat actors are are they're opportunistic. They'll they'll take an advantage wherever they can get it. And with uh, COVID nineteen being kind of all 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 encompassing right now, you're seeing all of these phishing attempts or malware campaigns start to pop up. Um, you know more quickly than what you had seen in the past. There have always been targeted attacks at. at at organizations, but now it's starting to trickle down into, into small businesses. Uh, a great example of this is there was a heat map, so a really beautiful looking spinning globe of the world that showed where COVID hotspots were. So the more COVID that was there, the brighter it would it would glow on the, on the globe, and it had useful information. But it turns out that this website was actually dishing malware. So anybody who went to that website whether it be unbeknownst to them, was getting infected with malware. That malware could be used for a variety of different purposes, stealing data, or it could be used to attack other, um, you know, networks and uh, PCs on your network. Um, it's really kind of nefarious that something that you would seem to be so harmless or, or helpful has actually been weaponized to kind of kind of attack. You touched on on phishing emails there and the increase of them. That's more prevalent now than, than ever before. It's not as simple as what it used to be where you could walk across the, the, uh, the hallway to somebody who sent you an email and asked them a question. Um, we've moved to chat windows, we've moved to video conferences such as this, but they're not always available. So these bad actors are taking advantage of that confusion or that delay and trying to spoof people to um, send emails within the, the organization to try and trick people into uh, buying gift cards is a great example right now. Amazon gift cards are something that every hacker or every bad actor wants to get because it's easy to monetize. Um, they can ship product anywhere in the world and it's very quickly. Well, traditionally in the past, you would, you know, if a CEO of a company emailed, say, the marketing department to say, you know, I like these Amazon gift cards. Can you get them for me? There'd be that double check. There'd be that verification. Maybe it's a text message. Maybe it's somebody going into the office and asking for it. Well, now, because everybody's working remote, that request seems pretty nominal. It seems like something that would always happen. Well, sending the codes 
is what you would do. You maybe take a photo of it. You maybe you know scratch the back off and send it over. But how do you verify that that email is legitimate? Um, so it's really kind of kind of an interesting time we live in with these these phishing campaigns that are are really starting to to hit a lot of organizations where in the past they were a little more targeted. Yeah, and the one that really freaks me out, as you indicated there, is when people start uh, impersonating people within your own company and you get these mm -hmm. emails saying, hey, I need a help with something or I need a rush check or rush financial uh, transaction. There's a very well uh, known example of this within the city of Ottawa itself, where, a, um, uh, where someone in a financial uh, position was uh, duped. So, so Devin, we talked about um, the fact that uh, there are risks We've talked about the fact that uh, there are many bad actors who are more active than ever and trying to really take advantage of this working from remote uh, situation. So let's talk about some of the basic recommendations you would have for uh, company owners and uh, IT managers. For sure. Um, the first one is really just the thought about security is taking that first step. Um, you can't make recommendations to every organization because some people are in different levels of what I like to call their security maturity model of how mature their security is. But by taking that step, whether it be uh, education for employees saying, you know, hey, uh, if you get something like this, reach out to the person and confirm, not respond to the email, but maybe through a different channel. Or it could be something a little more in depth, such as um, standing up an email security appliance uh, and you can add something to that that essentially notifies the user that this email has originated outside of the organization. You've probably seen it on a variety of emails where there's a banner at the top that says, this came from outside your organization. So little steps like that, they seem small or they seem like they're not going to have a large impact, really start to stack up and really help uh, organizations start to tackle um, the difficult challenge that is security. It's not impossible. A lot of organizations tend to think, well, security is impossible or it's, it's out of my reach. Um, it's really not. It's available to everyone. Um, everybody can help improve. Um, there's a variety of different products and, and processes that can help any organization of any size really make that effort to protect their data, protect their employees, and really protect their business. I love that point, you know, that I think when it comes to this issue, uh, company owners, company managers feel overwhelmed. Um, they feel like they don't know where to start and that this the threat is always evolving. So they're, they're by definition going to fall behind. But I love your point right there, which is a simple one, is just start doing something. Yep. Um, at some point though, Devin, they, they might need some expertise. So I, I wanna talk about Bright Sky, zero in on your company for a minute. This is a very cool Ottawa company I've been featured by Ottawa Business Journal many times, uh, one of the fastest growing companies in Ottawa, so you're doing doing very well and evolving. So tell us about how Bright Sky specifically addresses cybersecurity. Sure, so Bright Sky in a whole um, has always had security in its DNA. Um, we've kind of worked from the ground up. We're, we're users of our own security tech. And through that, we uh, have made these offerings that we can offer to a variety of organizations. Um, we call it our security platform. And essentially, it's an integration of uh, a variety of best-of-breed technologies into a cohesive service. So it can cover everything 
But what's unique about it is if companies already have products or security processes in place, we can slot in to cover off the gaps. So it's not a rip and replace like you would traditionally get with a service. It's it's really about maximizing on that return of investment that a business may have made in a firewall or a proxy uh, and utilizing our expertise. We have a great team in-house that has many years of security service. They've worked for large organizations to uh, federal government, to banks, and it's uh, we've taken that knowledge and really produced a, a comprehensive uh, service that we can offer to anyone. Um, the misnomer is it doesn't have to be on a cloud. It can be on-prem. It could be in a hybrid solution. Uh, it could be in a public cloud or a private cloud. It's tailored to be effective and easy to deploy. And there's really not a lot of impact on any organization to uh, deploy this security platform. I like your approach in this, Devin, because you make these issues really accessible. You, you <laughs> bring them down to uh, terms that are um, understandable by people. And, and I, in getting to know you a little bit, uh, your approach is really to be helpful in this. So you're someone who's willing to engage with local companies, uh, talk them through some uh, problems and do a little bit of an analysis. So if someone's watching this video and, and wants to connect with you and Bright Sky, Devin, how should they do that? Um, well, you can learn more about what we offer and how we can help uh, Canadian organizations out at uh, brightsky.ca. Um, we have a, a variety of contact methods there, and we're always happy to have that conversation. Security affects everyone, and I want to make sure that Canadian organizations and, and organizations in general are protected and are enabled for success, because there's nothing worse than being held ransom for your data or being fished and, and being down because somebody installed malware. It's where we live in a digital age, and I'm under the firm belief that any organization can be helped, and I'm here to help those organizations. That's a, that's a great final message. Listen, as we wrap up here, Devin, I want to thank Bright Sky for being a sponsor of our Coping with COVID podcast. Thank you to you. Thank you to your colleagues. And uh, keep on fighting the good fight for local companies and beyond to, uh, to make this a more secure IT world. Thanks again, Devin. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me on.